All right, so let's talk about Supersport a little bit. Now, obviously, we saw Agater claim the world championship. Good for him, especially after getting robbed of the E Moto E World Cup. Um, I'll say that was a robbery till the day I die. Um, but he was out of control, but to punish him that much was beyond the pale. Right. Uh, but let's talk about race one. Uh, we saw Cluzel win it. Manuel Gonzalez, not Miguel. I like to call him both. He answers to both. <laughs> um, and and Chan Chu finishing on the podium, which was really good because we didn't see the after eight lap fade from Anshu there. He faded mm. a little, but not anything like we'd seen before. So you know what we saw here was we've seen it the last two weeks now. We have seen, or last two weekends, I should say. Cluzel, um, I, I really, he, he is, he is when he is healthy, I didn't realize how unhealthy he was. I think I can hear myself in your headphones. Um, but I, he is, he is so fast. And I don't know how he got hurt. I don't know what the injury was that would have slowed him down. I can't remember what that was, an ankle. But, you know, watching him shift on the right side of the bike is so weird to me. And, man, he is just fast, honestly. He is just fast. And and he has proven it here this weekend. I mean, you know, taking two race wins and then, you know, from the last weekend, he was fast too. So he's in a good run of form just too late. Yeah, no, that, that's it. You know, it's it's too little too late, you know, unfortunately, this season for Cluzel. But this is the kind of potential that I think that every one of us expected this year from Jules Cluzel. Uh, you I, know, he was, I thought this would be all year. I really did, yeah. Yeah, and, and like you had said, you know, unfortunately, injuries just have plagued this guy, um, you know, throughout the last couple of years of his career, it seems. Um, I know he had a couple of things. Well, when did he have his ankle fused? Was it uh, was 2016 uh, or 17, maybe something like that? Yeah, or possibly the, the, 2018. Somewhere. It's been a while, right? But it's, it's, been, it's um, been at least two years, maybe three years. So I, I, I can't, I don't really remember. I, I just remember the accident was gnarly. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and and yeah, he had a bad crash, I think, towards the end of last year as well. He got taken out. He did. Um, you know, he and did. Then, and then this year he's had some crashes and, and some injury there. Um, so, but the, but all that to say, this is still this is how strong of a rider this guy is. Is he's come through all that adversity, and then he turns around and he's put it up. He's put it on top step of the podium in three straight races. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Truly, I, it, it's uh, really impressive. I I thought I thought. Like you said, Cluzel would be in this championship, and I think he thought that too. And I, I know he was super disappointed, but it would have been easy just to kind of coast through the rest of the year. But this guy's putting together some wins, and he'll be back next year, so that's great. Um, Manuel Gonzalez again, another solid, solid race. Really, really good race, man. This I can't again. I can't wait to see this guy in Moto Two. I think he's going to make some noise. He's really. We saw, we've seen the last few weeks, he's been really aggressive. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But man, he's got some pace. He really does. He really has some pace. Um, hopefully, he can adapt really quickly to the 765 and uh, make some noise over in Moto 2. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go so far as to say if he has any struggles in Moto2, I don't think it's because of him or even the engine. I would almost say it's going to come down to that chassis and just not being on the same level that a Calyx or a Bosco Scorer chassis is. 
um, uh, you know, the, the Envy Augusta can be uh, competitive, I think, with the right rider on it, and hopefully he is that rider, but I just don't think they're there as a, a manufacturer yet in that Moto2 championship. I think this is another point we're making, you know, people are like, you know, like Toprak said, I'm not going to go to MotoGP without a top-level bike. You know, I'm not going over there just to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think, I hope Manuel didn't make a bad choice there. I'm with you. Like, I know. Uh, I just hope. Well, maybe he puts himself in the window. And right. Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. And and a Calex team with you know picks him up. Maybe maybe uh, an Akiyo. Maybe an a Taltrans. Um, you know because I can guarantee you a Taltrans is doing whatever they can because they don't know what's going on with Dallaporta, and you know they they might be headed away from Dallaporta after next year. So we'll right. see. Absolutely. Um. I can't believe they re-signed Roberts. Like I really thought he was done at a Taltrans, but they re-signed him. So maybe there's some stuff happening with the bike that we don't know about with Roberts, but who, who knows? Let's talk about Supersport. Um, Chan Anshu finishing in third is a great finish for him. And as I spoke of earlier, we didn't see him fade. I mean, that's the biggest thing. He's always had great early race pace. I mean, I made the statement, is there anything scarier? than seeing 61 behind you early in the race on the pit board. I, mean, I don't think so because yeah. you know that move's coming. So, And I think that I think I want to I want to say that I'd heard the comment made that the uh, the Kawasaki was down on top speed um, at this track. You know, you'd mentioned you know, the elevation and how much power these bikes are losing, you know, due to the elevation and if the R6 is already running a bit quicker than the Kawasaki is anyway, you know, this is going to just hurt them a little bit more. But Chan on Chu... That wasn't the case, no. What, what was had really good for Chan on Chu was not the fact that he was out front early. It was that he was out front early with only him and Cluzel. A lot of times, you know, we'll see a pack of five or six or seven bikes break away from the front, but this race really wasn't that way. They really kind of spread out quickly. Cluzel just set sail, and he was off into the sunset, and then Chan on Chu went with him the best that he could. It, you know, and these two kind of broke away a little bit. Gonzalez got ho- held up fighting with Odendahl until he broke loose of him, but then Gonzalez reeled Chan on Chu back in once he hit that tire barrier that he normally does. So I think this yep. is really good for Chan on Chu just to sit behind Cluzel and, and and still push the bike but then get that experience on that tire to work that tire and we saw the results immediately in race two. Um, yeah. you know, of that outcome as well. But as far as Chan Chu putting this this bike on the podium again this year, um, this is this the, he's he's coming to the front. And on a I don't want to say that the bike is subpar, um, but there's so much more info and data in the paddock for the Yamaha. You know, so well, the Kawasaki's right. are on the back foot. You know, I mean, and I'm sorry, but. Bit. But there are the Channel Two is is really flying the flag right now for Kawasaki in this class as well. It, yeah, you know, uh, he is. Rafaela De Rosa can't finish a race. Um, Philip Odell's not. No no, Philip Odell's not performing as well as he had in the beginning of the season. Yeah, do we need to send a search party you know? out for Odell? I mean, where did he go? Oh my goodness! I think he gave up, man. After that. He got a podium, and he was so upset that he got a podium, he just kind of gave up is what it feels like. I, I, He has been nowhere recently, and I, I, I don't know. You know, I know sometimes it's track-related, but you're right. Like, it feels like he just kind of gave up. He's just going through the motions right now. Um, but that's, that's really shocking. You know, Stephen Odendahl finishing fourth, he really needed to win. But he finished fourth. 
And you can't tell me that Dummy Agator wasn't just riding the way he knew he needed to ride to win this championship because, you know, after they told him that Odendahl was out, that guy found half a second a lap. <laughs> it was like... Well, yeah, like, that, 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 was, uh, that was in race two, right? Because, you know, Odendahl yeah, finished yeah. in fourth. And one thing that, you know, I took away from race one was that Odendahl's bike could not hold a line at all coming no, off that back he straight. he was ragged. You know, so... Ragged. Um, oh. But, but you know, he did manage to find some pace on Dom Yeager. Yeager threw a, a pretty, I don't want to call it a sketchy move, but it was almost a desperate move into turn one um, going into the last lap. And that was kind of his, his last hope to, to make that move to get into fourth place. And then Odendahl had it. But like you said, Yeager didn't try anything stupid for the rest of that lap. He just said, okay, these are still good points. He's only going to make, you know, what, two to three points back up on me on the championship. I'm going to bring yeah. it home behind him, and then tomorrow's another day. Championship That's ride. It's right. exactly what this was from Dom Yeager. It was a championship yeah. ride. Yeah, it really was. I mean, it was, a, you know, he sent that move into one, and I thought, mm, nope. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but you know, he didn't. And I thought that, you know, uh, he ran a really smart weekend, you know, you want to win the championship. You want to win races, obviously, but I bet you he throws caution to the wind in Indonesia. That's what I think. But like I said in race two, he really did. Like as soon as they told him Odendahl was out, the speed difference, his lap time difference was crazy. And I was like, okay, so he's been riding at like 70% just <laughs> to keep it on, you know, I'm just staying on the tarmac. I'm gonna, he, He's approaching this race like I approach a track day. You know, hey, no drama. Let's just do what we do. Um so, you know, Valentin DeBees was back out there, which was cool to see. Um, but I think the story of the, the weekend and every of the race was really Cluzel's overall speed and Anchu managing the tire and the race a little better. Um, you know, we've, we've seen this from Gonzalez all year. He's fast. Um, and like you said, once he broke away from Odendahl, he had some real speed. So if he'd have been able to keep touch with uh, Anchu and Cluzel, he might have made some noise there at the end. But unfortunately, that's just not how that race went. Do you have anything else for race one? Nope, that's about it. Well, race two, again, we saw Dami Egger clinch that world championship in the first corner, basically. Um, thanks, uh, thanks in part to, uh, you know, Manuel Gonzalez. Yeah. I think Dami Agater owes him a beer. <laughs> he really does. So Manuel Gonzalez did take him out. It was not a good move, but I didn't find it to be egregious. I, I, I he actually looked like he was completely under control and just lost the front. He just pushing a little bit harder than he should have been at that point in the race. But well, he didn't come in there like a scud missile. Well, so he was really far inside. And we've heard yeah. we heard all weekend long that this is a dirty track. We could see all weekend yeah. long that this was yeah, a dirty track. And, and there was some sandstorms that got blown in over the weekend. And I think he was just out on a part of the track that hadn't been used a whole lot. And to turn one, you know, it was lap one, turn one. He was way, way inside trying to get that break into turn one. He lost the front. And, and like you had said, he was trying to get that bike stopped. He obviously, he doesn't want to lose this bike. He wants to get make it as far ahead as he can in the championship. Um, you know, he's third in the championship. So, right. You know, right. he wants There's to, bonuses you know, there. yeah, he's, he's got, he's got his own results that he's concerned about. So this was not an intentional thing whatsoever, but, once no. again, like we've said, your the outcome doesn't care what your intentions were. That's right. And uh, well, it was unfortunate was, for Odendahl that it right. ended like that. But I think 
it might have just been ripping the Band-Aid off, right? Like, it, it really was. Like, Dami, Dami had this yeah. championship. It, uh, it, it would have right. taken... We, we were talking about what an epic collapse it would be for, you know, for um, Top Rack to lose the championship at Superbike. This would have been more than that. And and Dami Egeter just didn't wasn't going to do it. Uh, but in the race, we saw Cluzel win again. We saw Anchu this time finish second. So even better than the first race for Anchu. Right. And only 2.1 seconds behind Cluzel. So what a great weekend for Anchu heading into Indonesia and into the offseason. He's starting to find his rhythm. Uh, his, you know, Keenan Safaglu said, I think Anchu has figured it out now. I think you're going to start seeing consistently better results. So we are right now we'll see what happens in indonesia and then going forward but he does seem to have it figured out and then egater finishing third um and you know finishing on the podium winning the world championship pretty good really good season for egater congratulations to him i mean he was on fire all year and uh, he deserved this yeah, I mean, he's been on a bike a lot this year between this World Supersport Championship and then the Moto E Championship. So, uh, I mean, he he honestly probably could have, should have had two championships this year. Um, yep. I think he would tell you the same thing. But, uh, you know, at least he was like able to I feel like he's the Stefano Mesa of the world circuit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that guy is racing every weekend somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, he yeah, really definitely. was. And doing well. You know, um, and yeah, and doing well. Winning a championship. Yep. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think the big news, obviously, was that, you know, you hate for Odendahl to lose a championship like that, but really, I, I felt like, okay, maybe we're just ripping the Band-Aid off, and now he can just go race. Um, but but that was a big mistake by uh, Manuel there. Manuel actually recovered to finish in 10th, so he made it, he, he had a good race after, but let's not gloss over the fact that Cluzel had great speed all weekend oh, and was just yeah. a, a head above everybody else. I mean, he was on it this weekend. He he really was in a class of his own. No, absolutely. Completely agree. I mean, he was the only rider in this race that, that he was in the 141s. I think that was a lap record. Um, it was a lap know, record. So, yep. I, I mean, just insane. It, you know, over a ten, almost over almost two tenths quicker than, uh, you know, Dami Agater, uh, who had that looked like he had this second fastest lap of the race um so i mean this was yeah i, I he was yeah. he was just on fire yep yeah he really was i mean it, congrats to cluzel for what a, what a weekend he had i'm sure that made him feel a little bit better about his place in the championship this year you know earning some points and and uh, winning some races that'll make sure that somebody picks you up for next year hopefully you know, he can stay with GMT 94 Yamaha because I think, you know, yeah. I think he'd be good there. I think I, he'll be good again from the start. I completely agree. You know, and with, with his weekend, this weekend and the, the results that he's had thus uh, very recently, he's moved, he's fourth in the championship. You know, he's tied with Philip Odell, but he's, he's moved up ahead of him probably for uh, overall results. Um, yeah, because finishes, he's won more races, you know, yep. so yep. he's won more he's, races. he's 34 points behind Manuel Gonzalez. I'm not sure if that, I don't think that's going to be, you know, I don't think he's going to get third in the championship, but still given all the results or the uh, injuries and the adversity that he has seen this season, fourth in the championship is not a bad result for Jules Cuzel, in my opinion. Yeah, and I really, really I agree. agree with you. I want to see him back with GMT 94 next year. Um, simply yep. because this GMT 94 team, they have such a history 
in, in both the world endurance circuit um, and also in this world super uh, super sport class as well. I think they had actually pulled their resources away from world endurance and dumped everything that they have into world super sport. So I, def- I personally def- would love to see them successful. Well, I, yeah, a guy that talented, you know, you, you, you see it like you can't hide that kind of talent and it's unfortunate for him. He's had some really, really tough luck. And, uh, you know, I hope, I hope that he gets another shot, you know, next year gets a clean slate and does it again and stays healthy because a healthy Cluzel is fast. Uh, on chew will be fast. I, I don't, is is Agater confirmed for next year? I I really don't. I, don't I do not know that. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think I don't think he's confirmed yet. I'm sure he'll be back. Um, and then maybe Philip Odell will show back up. I don't know. Like at the beginning of the year, he was right there, but then we just left. I I have some interesting questions though. So what if you're Stephen Odendahl, Do you stay with Evan Brothers? <sighs> I don't think the bike was the problem this year. Boom. Um, that's my personal opinion. Um, we have seen the Evan. That's a world cha- That is a championship-winning bike. We've seen it. You, you know, Karakus, or excuse me, Randy Krumenacher won two years ago with it. Um, Karakusulo, I think, was his teammate at the time, and those guys were always fighting with each other um, on those bikes. Uh, Sebastian. Uh, ran fantastic this race or this weekend, uh, you know, top five in race uh, two. Um, so I, I don't think that the bike is the issue and the team's not the issue. We've seen that this bike is a fast bike on the straight. Um, I do know that, you know, it was mentioned that Agater's team, that uh, the Tenkata racing team, they kind of approached the tuning of the Yamaha a lot different this year and they kind of went in their own direction and it paid off for them. But I really think Dami Agater, with his experience in the Moto E class, was really the X factor in this World Super Sport Championship this year. I, I just I really feel that the what he learned um, on those Moto E bikes, dealing with the weight, dealing with the torque, managing the tire, even though those are short races, I think he brought a lot of that with him to the Super Sport class, and uh, I just think that he was kind of the X factor and he was the the difference in that team. Um, and that's not I, I don't say that to take anything away from uh, Stephen Odendahl. Um, what I say it, the reason I say it is that I hope Stephen Odendahl takes that away this year, and then he's the X factor next year on the Evan Brothers team if if they so choose to sign him again. Yeah, I, I'm. I, it's hard to argue that point. I mean, that's because I'm so smart. so good. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's how I describe you to people that don't know you. Um, I'm like, <laughs> if you've never met Bo, I mean, he's so smart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's ex- I don't know why you're laughing. That's what I do. But I, I, I agree with you. Like, it's hard to blame the bike here. You know, Odendahl is a talented rider, there's no doubt. And, and he gets another crack at it next year. I think if you get him another crack at it next year, he'll, he'll be right at the top again. I mean, he looked like a world beater at the beginning of the year. At uh, the back straight at Aragon, that guy looked like, a rocket ship and everybody else was pedaling, right? Like the Evan brothers bike had it figured out, but I think everyone else developed a little more through the year than they did. I feel like, you know, especially Egeter's bike got really good 
even though they talked about it in this race that Tenkate really focused on a different type of development. Um, for, you know, instead, like Evan Brothers obviously focused on the top speed and the power. Mm -hmm. They focused on mid-corner, corner entry, you know, uh, balance of the bike, and able to put power down before everybody else. Um, and it was it was very... It just shows you there's more than one way to skin a cat, right? There's more right. than one approach that yeah. works. You just have to match that approach to your rider, which a lot of times teams don't do. They get one way, but they hired the wrong rider because he was great on this type of bike. So you think, well, he's just a rider. Riders can ride. That's just not true. I mean, they can ride, but they, they people ride. Everybody's got a riding style. You do. I do. The pros do. Everybody does. And, you know, I mean, we saw it with Jorge Lorenzo, most famously. You know, he couldn't ride that Ducati till they finally listened to him and made a couple of changes. Then all of a sudden he could do it. Honda never did listen. They just like, no, you're just terrible. Right. You don't know how to right. ride a motorcycle. Those three world championships, those were luck. It was just a fluke. You know, yeah, I, yeah it, it's unfortunate. But I feel I feel like Odendahl will be back. I don't know what to say about DeRosa. I... You know, this year has just been a, to me. It was an unmitigated disaster. This is his first year on the Kawasaki, right? He was in Envy Gusta last year. Is that correct? I, I, most of my memories are from him being on an Envy Gusta. Correct. Correct. So I, I, I'm not going to at this level. You can't. You can't take an entire year to learn a bike. It can't happen. Yeah, you have to. You have to come to grips with it. You have to get results immediately, and then you 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 have to run with it from there. You then you have to continue improving and then develop the bike. You shouldn't be developing yourself around the bike. Um. So I I, I agree. This is not a good year. <laughs> not a good look for Rafael De Rosa at all. Um. And unfortunately. I saw more of this. I saw the same from um, at, at MV Augusta. You know, there weren't a whole lot of, of really great finishes. There was not a whole lot to talk about. There were a lot of crashes still. Um, and, and you know, as well as I do, you know, our buddy Dan, you know, he gets on to us for saying, you know, oh, it's bad luck, you know, when these riders have so many crashes. Well, no, he, these are mistakes that are being made that, that should not be being made. Now, uh, I will say all that to say this. I think in race two he had a mechanical issue uh, because he was trying to walk the bike back up. But in race one he was fighting for position and put it on the deck in turn one. So Man. you've got to do your part. This is you know as an as an employee you've got to go out and do your job. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think sometimes these guys forget that. I mean, I, it is your job to finish races, not just to go out there and race is your job to finish races and he needs to do that he didn't do it this year so I, we'll see i'm sure he gets another shot he he did podium this year he he shows he's got some talent we just got to figure out how to keep it rubber side down right consistent you have to find the consistency yeah absolutely well you know i, I think um looking back over this year i was thinking about it i was thinking about you know how much praise we heaped on Agator all year and, you know, deservedly so. I mean, he just, he had a championship to remember, man. What a year. Um, next year is another year. Mm -hmm. uh, and 
I'm excited. I know we still have Indonesia, but I'm excited, you know, now that this championship is over, I'm excited to see who's going to challenge next year. And Indonesia will be very interesting because I think we're going to see um, some really tough racing because guys that don't have a ride are trying to get people to pick them up, show they have talent. So we'll see what that looks like in Super It's aggressive already. I think it'll be ultra-aggressive, which makes for great viewing as long as they keep it clean, right? Yeah, I, I agree. I think Indonesia, we're going to see what kind of metal both Stephen Odendahl and Philip Odell have left. Because um, like you said, you know, they they no longer have a championship aspiration. Philip Odell's been down in the dumps, and you know, and... and has not been having a good has not had a good weekend at all in Argentina. So I'm curious to see what Philip Odell we see. I'm, if we're going to see a Philip Odell that's you know rejuvenated, that's that wants to come back out and wants to put his stamp on you know saying no, I'm gonna I'm not going away, or if it's going to be the go out with a whimper, Philip Odell. Right. Well, and let's not re- let's not forget you know um, that Caracasulo. And right, uh, right, right. Randy Krumenacher could be in the mix next year. So you know, Caracasulo was not here this weekend, and I don't know why. I didn't. Uh, I think there were some visa issues with some of those guys. They didn't get their visas cleared in time to be able to make the race. I think that's what had happened because was that right? yeah, Krumenacher was gone. It was definitely. I think there were definitely some paperwork issues. How now? Let me ask you a question. How is there going to give Krumenacher issues? He's from Switzerland. Everybody loves Switzerland. You should just be able to walk wherever you want with no papers <laughs> if you're from Switzerland. They never fought anybody. Nobody like dislikes Switzerland. It's where you hide your money when you don't want anybody to find it. The most trustworthy people in the world are in Switzerland. And you're giving this man problems, Argentina? Let me tell you something. You guys have got a problem, and I don't like it. Like, you, you're giving Switzerland problems. Listen, that really limits the chances that I ever go to Argentina if Switzerland can't get in there. That's an issue. <laughs> yeah, that's a, just a little political joke in there, everybody. Um, I. So, yeah, I, I think we're going to see that. I'm excited for Indonesia. I don't can't believe it's so far off. I, I hate it because I want to see this battle with Ray and Toprak. I mean, I've got Toprak. I think Toprak is going to hoist that World Championship trophy. Um, but you know what we didn't talk about, race one? The throwback livery oh my gosh. on the Cowies. Yes. I wanna, Dan messaged me and said, you need to paint your bike like that next year. And I I, I had not gotten to see it, see it at that point. And uh, once I watched the races, I, I looked at it and I said, well, he's right. <laughs> I really should. Okay, um, do it. There do was, it. Uh, do it. I mean, Jonathan Ray's bike was beautiful, you know, throwing back to the ZX-7. Uh, it was the ZXR750, yep. I think. And then, uh, yep. you know, yep. the uh, Alex Lowe's. I was much less impressed with the uh, GPZ900 throwback to Ale- that Alex Lowe's had. Um, I, I, they knew I, where that bike was going to finish. They didn't yeah. care. <laughs> 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 no, Ray's bike was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, man, that, that brought back a lot of memories, you know, it, for those of us who've been watching for a long time, seeing that paint scheme, I was like, "Oh, come on, don't tug at my heartstrings like that." You know, it's, it. You know, I, I bet you somewhere Scott Russell was smiling. You know, like, yeah, I, man. But anyway, I, I was. I'm excited to see what's going on. I, I hope that uh, there's a good, clean race. I hope that no one gets taken out in turn one and. 
Right. You know, right. That's why that's how we lose the championship or win the championship. It but you know, we'll see. I mean, that's that's all we can do is just see. Um and yeah, we've got next weekend we've got Mizano coming up as well. Um so I'm I'm gonna be camping, so I will be sneaking off to uh watch some races. Uh but we'll we'll work it out. Yeah, you better. I mean, if something if something crazy goes wild, you're gonna get, you know, text messages. I know. Spoiler Listen, messages. no spoilers. No spoilers. And Dan, if you're listening, no spoilers. <laughs> and I'm sure Dan will say no promises. Yeah, Dan. I, Dan, just an FYI, you always have to start the weekend conversations with, "Did you watch races yet?" And and depending yes, on that, you yes. have to either you you go down your friends list. You know, like uh, <laughs> I, I, I've actually I've actually made the mistake before. Of uh, you know, spoiling somebody's race weekend. I actually did it on accident this year because you know Justin does the uh, the the graphics kits for a lot of the kids in the Twins Cup in right, Road America, right. and I was like, dude, saw your graphics on the podium. He goes, thanks for ruining it. And I was like, dang it. <laughs> I think I did the dang same it. thing actually. <laughs> That's why he was so mad at me. You did it first. We both <laughs> ruined it. Dang it. Well, you know, I think I think we've had a we've we've. We've yacked a lot tonight, but I think we've covered what happened out there in Argentina. And again, really fun looking track with the elevation change and the fast layout. I, I think that would be a fun track to to put a knee down on. But um, maybe one day, Bo, when you get rich, you can take me around the world and treat me to some of these cool tracks. I'm still trying to put a knee down at some of our local tracks. So, um, well, I didn't talk about your that. knee down. I'm talking about my knee down. Oh, okay. Like, like, yeah, yeah. I can put a knee down. Doesn't mean I'm fast. It just means I put my knee down. You got long I'm legs. I'm tall. Yeah, I'm tall. That's just all that is. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's all about. You know, I, I see. I laugh every time I see this meme. I see it all the time. Like the way I feel, like I look, and the way I actually look. And it's that you know you have the professional racer like super cranked over on the elbow, and then the guy just basically sliding his entire butt off the bike to get the knee on the ground. You know, the bike's straight up and down, but he's sliding his knee across the ground by touching mm-hmm. it, and that's that's basically what I do. I mean, you've seen my pictures. I've you know, seen I'm, I'm not, I'm not well, leaning. You know, on, if you could get past how bright the colors are to actually see, you know, what's going on in the picture, well, you're that, doing something. That's strategic. Okay, that's right. strategic so that you don't get past it. Like, hey, that is the first line of defense. I had a highlighter yellow su- suit. I completely understand. I mean, I, it was the I, face I of the sun every time that Raul got a picture of me. I know. I know. But you know what? I have to say, old Cap Novice looks good on pictures, and Raul loves it. <laughs> he uses me as a marker. and then, uh, But he doesn't put nearly enough pictures of me up there. So every time I'm at a track day and I'm not on the Facebook you know, like uh, the featured pictures, the teaser the featured pictures. pictures. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I put it up there. More Captain Novice, he loves it. <laughs> I don't know if he does or not. He's probably like, shut up. But too bad, Raul. This is who I am. Get used to it. <laughs> Although, yeah, <laughs> but I did finally meet the person that put me on uh, on Facebook from uh, Black Widow Photography. Maybe is that it? Or. I, I forgot I forgot the name of the but they had me on there and I was sitting in pit lane with my hands on my hips. I did look like a Power Ranger. And uh and she was like, Go, go, Power Ranger. I was like, wait a minute, I know who that is. That's me. You know, but uh I'm just famous, Bo. Just get over it. It is. It's why I mean you know, that's why I wanted this podcast to launch is I needed to pick a co host that was actually gonna put me somewhere to catapult me up. So that's why I picked you. 
Well, I bring a lot of sponsors, Bo. That's true. I bring true. a lot of sponsors. That, yeah, uh, you, you know, know it, was a, it was a business decision. Right. Well, I do want to thank our sponsors, uh, Bo's Helicopter Tours <laughs> and the Bo Bus Company. Uh, you know, um, speaking of, you know, we have a T-shirt. We are making a T-shirt, and uh, I think it's going to be hilarious. Hopefully, somebody else will want it. We're not buying a bunch of them. We're not trying to be rich off of the T-shirts, but uh, we're going to make ourselves laugh on these T-shirts, so hopefully you'll laugh too and you maybe you'll want one but uh yeah but like i said it's going to be a good time and you'll if you see us at the track you know say hello bo do you have anything else for the evening you know i really don't think so um this has been a lot of fun uh, i mean i am excited to see these t-shirts uh you kind of floated that idea to me a little bit and <laughs> i thought it was funny i uh no it, i this giggled is, for 30 minutes I, 30 <laughs> minutes i don't doubt it yeah <laughs> No, I amuse uh, myself. Everybody knows that. A, you know, this this podcast is a lot of fun, and, you know, we like doing it, and, and we really appreciate, you know, the feedback that we do get. You know, we've got some normal, usual listeners that will always criticize us and tell us what we're doing wrong and out of love and, and you know, toss toss ideas out Are you sure it's out of love? Are uh, you sure it's what, out of love? Well, because it's basically just because they like being right, and they don't, they like for us to be wrong. I don't think that's love. That's something else. I don't know what it is, but it ain't love. Tough love, right? The bow. It's the same <laughs> same idea as the bow bus. It's tough love. <laughs> is that what it is? So they're basically putting us on their own bow bus. Okay, I got you. If whatever their version of the bow bus is, they're putting us on it when they do that. <laughs> yeah. And we are not right every time. I mean, I think one of the things that you have we always have to think about is that we're amateurs. Obviously, we don't do it for a living. We have day jobs, and this is purely fun. I mean, some of this stuff pops into my head that we talk about and there's so much more that I want to say that's just yeah. nonsensical because it makes me laugh but I don't because not everybody knows me if everyone that listened knew me they would totally get it but you know um but man we are passionate you and I both are passionate about motorcycle racing and it's just fun to talk about it because, as I've said before, nobody in my house cares <laughs> one bit <laughs> about this, any of this. So this is my outlet so that I don't dump all this on you at the track day while you're trying to concentrate. <laughs> no, and that, yeah, that's that's perfectly fine. And I think that, you know, folks that would see us, uh, you know, actually discuss this in real life, this is pretty muted, I think. You know, this is pretty tame for us. If we get if we get fired up about something, we kind of go off. You know, we'll you oh, yeah. we've both kind of gone off about the FIM, we've gone off about Moto America and how terrible things Maverick their app Vinales. is, you know, how bad Maverick Vinales is at being a human being, stuff like that. You know, we go <laughs> We we go off on tangents, but we're pretty mild on this. It's it's pretty fun yeah, to actually get us Disney. in person. So if you uh, if right. you see us at a track day, you know definitely come over, say hello, um, and and jaw around with us. You know, bring up the FIM, and you'll see you you'll strike a nerve real fast, and then we'll uh, we'll right. go to town. Right. I mean, but you know, I think I think you and Ange and Nick, you guys got a glimpse into what it's like. Uh, with me, with Tyson and Mark, and, and and you saw that. I mean, Tyson and I in the back of that van were just, uh, we had the best time ever. I don't know if yeah. you guys had a good time, but we, but Tyson and I, that, that is, that's why our wives don't let us get together very often. We're I like, think, oh, let's go have a barbecue. I, th I think the <laughs> no. enjoy, I think the enjoyment level declined the further you towards the front of the van that you got. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Well, that didn't concern me because I was in the back. And I, all I know is that when we were talking about the napping snake, I couldn't, I couldn't breathe, you know. It was just, you know, and I know Ange was hungry and she was like, hey, let's get some food. And you got these two idiots in the back who were clearly inebriated and clearly just amusing themselves. And, and it was, you know, <laughs> but it was, it was great, man. I'm glad you guys uh, were there for that because it, it made it better. And then you're bringing serial killers into the <laughs> So oh, everybody my. needs to hear this story. We do need to tell this story. Guys, I don't know. We've talked about it. Bo has never been on an airplane, so he has not traveled a ton. But would you say that's fair? You haven't done that's a, a fair ton statement. of traveling. That's a fair statement. Yeah. Yes. doesn't mean you've never been anywhere. It just means you haven't done a ton of traveling. So... On the last night there, we are all tired, worn out. We just decide to order a pizza after trying to get two barbecue joints with that had like, I don't know, 22-hour waits. It was crazy. One of which Marco Betsecki actually went to, right, apparently? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we didn't so. go to the one with Marco. Well, you know, he was patient. We're not. Um, we were trying to feed the napping snake. But the, the thing is, is that uh, we're back at, we go back and... Bo's, Bo and Ange graciously order pizza for everybody. Thank you for that. I don't know if I did thank you. Um, but when Bo goes down to pick up the pizza, he sees a guy with a West Virginia shirt on and thinks, oh, here's a great idea. I'm going to invite you up to the room. Well, <laughs> this dude is an alcoholic, probably a drug addict. Oh. And we're all sitting there like, Oh, and he's sitting in Nick's bed with Nick. <laughs> oh. So I want to thank you, Bo, for uh, making the end of our trip very memorable. I've never done that. All the things in my life I've done, I've never done that. So great. It was a weekend uh, of first for everyone. It was. I mean, you had your first flight, first time to Texas. And you're like, you know what? If I'm, do I don't want to hog all the firsts. Let me invite this rando. Let's all have adventurous be, experiences. <laughs> that's talking about crazy stuff. I mean, I'm staying in a hotel 15 minutes from my house because my girlfriend and I are going through a breakup. Like we got the, it, it went south quickly. It went south very quickly. Yeah, so, th things were awkward. It, yeah. <laughs> it's so but you did your best, buddy. But you've learned a valuable lesson. Don't try. Yep. From now on, yeah. Don't talk never to strangers. Try. Don't talk to strangers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't talk to strangers. Please don't. Um, but with that, I think uh, you know. Bo and I'll sign off for the evening. You know, um, out there in podcast land, we really, really want you to keep that rubber side down, that shiny side up. Be safe driving to the track this weekend or driving wherever you're going. Uh, and uh, I'm Captain Novice with my man Bo. Just want you all to have a great night and a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Have a good one, guys.